It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good evening, everybody. Episode 61, and it is December 15th. Welcome to Don't Unfriend Me, and we are going to talk about a few fun things tonight. Social Justice Warriors, the SJW crew. I've been waiting to have a conversation about them, and I think now is the right time. And there's been some decisions lately where, whether it's be a couple of statues being torn down or teams that are changing their name due to people protesting, we're going to dive into it tonight. And I've got some recommendations for the other 32 NFL teams because they're all in violation and they've all broken the SJW laws. We're going to dive into that tonight. But first, does anyone want to tell me what a SJW's favorite sandwich is? And this one's going to require a lot of thought, folks, and I expect you to go deep on this and see if you can break the code. What is an SJW's favorite sandwich? Lettuce, guacamole, bacon, and tomato. We'll be right back. See if people can crack that code and figure that one out. Interesting. I'll give you a hint. Acronym. Folks, welcome to Don't Unfriend Me. My name is Matt. It's wonderful to have you here. What do we do here? Well, we talk about controversial topics. We talk about current events. Sometimes we talk about movies and sports and politics, and it really doesn't matter. We just like to have a good time. Sometimes we offend each other. Sometimes we say things that people don't like, and that's okay. Just don't unfriend me or anyone. Let's try to get along. Let's stop that nonsense because it doesn't help at all. If you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, throwing me a like, subscribe, share, follow, all those type of things, a heart, even a smiley with a heart, whatever you can do, I would appreciate it. Every little bit helps and it lets people know who the heck we are. And that is a good thing. God doesn't kill a puppy if you like, share, and follow. Remember that always. Folks, what in the heck is going on? Why is everything so darn controversial every single day? I don't understand. I've tried. I've tried to get behind social causes, but every single one of them just seemed to be wrong to me. They seem to violate something. Freedom of speech, free thought, having an opinion, having a voice. Something Fahrenheit 1984 comes to mind when I think of these type of things, and I just don't understand why we have to censor people from having an opinion. But more importantly... Why do we have to have people have the same opinion that we do? Not everyone has to hate Christopher Columbus, but everyone should hate Hitler. Everyone shouldn't absolutely despise Thomas Jefferson because he had slaves, but I think it's fair to hate the Grand Wizard Grand Master of the Ku Klux Klan. I don't understand why we can't agree on things. Why are some statues okay and others aren't? 
Well, now it seems that all statues are wrong. Whether it be Hunipra Sarah, Thomas Jefferson, Robert E. Lee, Ulysses S. Grant, Abraham Lincoln, or even Frederick Douglass. It's almost like social justice warriors don't understand what they want. When ultimately, I think what they truly want is just to trigger people and get them upset. And it really doesn't matter what they tear down as long as they tear down something that other people want, like, or need. Now, our history is important to us, not just the good history, but the bad history. And the reason why is because what is past is prologue. A very wise man once said that. And what that basically means is that if you don't remember your past, you're doomed to repeat it. That's what history does. So yes, slavery, although horrific and horrible, should be remembered by everybody so we never repeat the behaviors that led to enslaving a people for generations. We should also learn that there are certain things in history that although may not be something we should be proud of, it's certainly something we can learn from, whether it be the Holocaust or 9-11 or the Vietnam War or racism or sexism or homophobia. A president of the United States, specifically one of my favorites, stood up on a platform in 1987 and said that AIDS was a homosexual disease only. That was a mistake, but we can learn from that. We can learn from the things that people do so we can get better, but not if we strict them from the books, not if we have a Nazi book-burning ceremony, the proverbial ceremony of burning history, burning the truth. Now, the reason I bring this up is this whole thing is predicated upon the SJW culture and this cancel culture. If you have an opinion that's different, You'll be doxxed, you'll be cast out, your job will be called, and you will be labeled every single name in the book, whether it be racist, homophobic, xenophobic, genophobic, transphobic, spiderphobic. What is that, arachnophobia? Yes, I'm an arachnophobic. Does that make me bad? Folks, this whole triggering nonsense is there is this sense of anger behind the message. And if we paint that rubric with everybody, that if you disagree with one person, you are automatically evil and my enemy. That is an incredibly naive and horrible thought. That is essentially what you're trying to oppress anyway. You're trying to stop what you think is racist, xenophobic, transphobic, homophobic. But unfortunately, what you're doing is censoring people from having and coming to a conclusion that will lead them down to the path that it is wrong. But if you don't allow them to go on that journey themselves and assist with that process rather than running them over with the SJW truck, they're going to resent you and they're going to hold firm to their beliefs because ignorance is bliss and stupidity is uncurable. We need to understand that we have to help people Remember what was wrong with those times, so we never repeat it again. The SJWs have latched on to some other things, and it's interesting that the social justice warriors are predominantly white, young, between the ages of 18 and 30, educated through college, come from fairly decent backgrounds and financial means, 
But I don't see the Native American population complaining about this very much. And whether it be the Florida State Seminoles, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, or what once was the Washington Redskins and is now the Washington football team, you could have at least called them the Swamp Rats and been accurate. But now the Indians, unfortunately, will fall to the social justice warriors. Many Native Americans were quoted as, we don't care. Let me say that again. We don't care. Any recognition for Native Americans is better than none at all. And in fact, it's almost like America has forgotten the Native Americans and they've stuck them on reservations and fed them alcohol and methamphetamines and let them run rampant. Didn't put them on prosperous grounds that could create some sort of trade for people. They don't invest in their school systems and they allow the reservations ultimately to have something like gambling sustain them, which is absolutely killing the communities. Maybe if we invested, maybe if we took as much energy and revitalized the reservations or expanded their territories in more prosperous areas, the Native Americans could thrive. But it's almost like we want them to die out. It's almost like we want to strike them from the movies and strike them from sports teams because our white guilt is too much to handle. When the Native Americans don't want your white guilt, in fact, they don't want anything from the white man. Because every time they have, we've either wiped out all of their people or imprisoned them. And that's the unfortunate truth. So you can change all the names that you want and consider that it offends you. But Native Americans are proud of their history. They're proud of their people. And although some of the symbols and some of the names might be offensive to you, maybe we should truly ask the Native Americans and see how they feel. Just like we should go ahead and ask other people how they feel about BLM and a bunch of white people yelling at people in restaurants and burning down buildings in their name when it's not black people who are doing it, it's a bunch of white entitled Antifa members. Folks, social justice warriors, they are here to stay and they're going to make sure that they burn it all down. So before we allow them to go ahead and jump on some of the other areas and the other teams, like the ones I mentioned, the Blackhawks, the Chiefs, the Braves, and then the once great Redskins. Well, let's face it, the Redskins were never great, but it was a cool logo and a cool name. But somehow we've applied racism to it. When I have never heard anyone at a Florida Seminoles game or a Washington Redskins game make any slurs against Native Americans. And yes, they have replicated their tomahawk chop. Why is that offensive? I don't understand. The Dallas Cowboys shoot guns up in the air. Nobody's saying that they are going to fire at you with weapons or that they're gun enthusiasts or they are proud boys who carry a bunch of guns and scare people. Folks, we need to get back to reality. But before we do that, let's hold all NFL teams accountable. Yes, this was a baseball team, but I think it's important to start with the NFL. So I've taken some notes and I went through some history on all of these NFL teams and I've got a, a, a cross to bear with all of them. I have a bone of contention and you're about to hear it right now. Arizona Cardinals needs to change their name. All Cardinals are red, Right. Wrong. Only male cardinals are red. Females are brownish. The fact that only males of the species are allowed to be brightly colored is sexist, enough to render the name inappropriate. I'm sorry, Arizona Cardinals, you need to change your name. The Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are birds that eat other birds by killing them with their sharp talons and weapons. 
mostly by picking on smaller prey. Bowling that ends in the death is far from a proper mascot name. Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens take their name from the fact that Edgar Allan Poe is from the city. He wrote the famous story, The Raven. He is yet another male-related mascot in a male-dominated sport. Lucille Clifton was Maryland's Poet Laureate six years. Plus, she's African-American. She is a much more appropriate mascot, the Baltimore Cliftons. I love it. Buffalo Bills. The buffalo on the team's helmet is a stark reminder of how European invaders to to America nearly eradicated an entire species and decimated a major food source for Native Americans. Everybody have seen Dances with Wolves. What a horrible name, the Buffalo Bills. And don't even get me started if it's about Wild Bill Cody. He was in the Ku Klux Klan, I heard. Carolina Panthers. Not only is their mascot a panther, it's a black panther. Cartoonish portrayal of a group that is adamant about rights for African Americans is undoubtedly racist. The Bears. Chicago Bears in the LGBTQ community. Bears are largely hairy gay men. Clearly, Chicago is mocking them, and homophobic overtones are not acceptable. Chicago Bears, no longer. You must change your name. Cincinnati Bengals, yes, they still have a team if you didn't know. The Bengal tiger is an endangered species. How dare Cincinnati turn them into a mascot? It it surely promotes the illegal hunting of the large cats on the safari. Cleveland Browns? Football is a sport of people for all colors, not just brown. How racist can you get, Cleveland? You already had the Indians, you bigots. Dallas Cowboys, America's team? I think not. Forget the fact that the name is not gender gender neutral. Cowboys deal in the herding of cattle, mostly for beef. Meat is murder. Plants. Plants. They are the food source that people should eat. Go vegan. until plants are murdered and they're labeled as having feelings. But right now, that's not important. Just eat plants and stop eating beef. And if you don't, I'm going to make sure I bring it up at every single dinner that you don't have proper vegan options for my delicate palate. I have irritable bowel syndrome. I'm on keto. Is that gluten-free? I can't eat that. Denver Broncos, my hometown, Broncos are needed for bronc riding, a sport that deprives wild horses of their freedom and basically tortures them in the rodeo arena for the entertainment of humans. The Denver Broncos, you've been found wanting. Change your name. Detroit Lions, after elephants, lions are one of the most exploited circus animals ever. Every time their logo flashes on the screen, we think of cats in cages. Green Bay Packers, as in meat packing, in addition to the unhealthy lifestyle meat promotes, they have to kill animals to pack it. It's absolutely uncivilized. Houston Texans, you mean like the people that stole their land from Mexico? Has to go. Indianapolis Colts, Colts are baby horses. Horses? What the frack's a horses? Colts are baby horses. There's no such thing as a horses, folks. That's even worse. 
You can't be a baby horses and you can't be a Colts's either. That's another reason to change the name. It's freaking confusing. If I can't say it, there's a problem. At least the Broncos capitalize on the exploitation of adult animals. Taking advantage of the youth is just wrong. Also, Colt is the name of small arms manufacturer. Promoting guns is also wrong, Indianapolis. Double whammy. Jacksonville Jaguars. In the world of dating, a cougar is a woman in her 40s that dates younger men. A jaguar is a woman over 50 that does the same. Using a team name that shames older women's sexuality is completely unacceptable, you sexist bastards. Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Another cultural appropriation of Native American culture. Go figure. Can you come up with any other just way to destroy Native Americans, folks? Seriously? Calling them the Chiefs? It's horrible. Los Angeles Chargers. That was a horrible move, by the way. Why didn't you stay in San Diego? Whatever. Their logo is a bolt of energy. You know, the air-polluting fossil fuel-powered energy that is killing our planet. Nice job. Greenpeace, you bastards. Los Angeles Rams. Probably the most overt male mascot in football. Why not just a sheep? Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are nearly as smart as humans. Probably smarter. Turning this intelligent species into a mascot is just wrong. Think of how they feel. Flipper is not appreciative of you using their name and culturally appropriating their fishiness. Sorry, their mammalness. Apologize, I almost got doxxed for that one. Minnesota Vikings, marauding boatloads of men raping and pillaging women. Not a cool team name. New England Patriots, Patriots are ultra-nationalistic, preferring the well-being of their nation over others. Plus, it invokes thoughts of privacy invading Patriot Act. New Orleans Saints, we need separation between church and football. Does New Orleans think that the atheists can't be football fans? New York Giants, so Giants, a.k.a. large people, are supposed to be better at football team than persons of small stature. The the complexity of these names gives to people smaller than average height must be staggering. New York Jets, do you know the carbon footprint of a jet? It's huge. I can feel the oceans rising every time the Jets play. Oakland Raiders, Raider is another name for pirate or buccaneer or any other profession that makes its living taking from others through violence. Philadelphia Eagles, an eagle is the most is the national symbol of the United States, the most prolific arms supplier in the world. Supporting the eagle, Eagles is the same as supporting worldwide military action. The Pittsburgh Steelers, an apt name for a team for a steel-producing city. But do you know how dirty the steel industry is? The amount of pollution it produces is mind-boggling. Any, ta- any name that promotes bad air has no place on the field. The San Francisco 49ers, the team got its name from the gold rush of 1849. You know, when all of those men rushed up into the mountains of California and stripped it bare of natural resources, scarring the environment in the process. The Seattle Seahawks. Firstly, there is no such thing as a Seahawk, and it isn't spelled as one word. But types of seagoing hawks include the Sea Skua. The Sea Skua is also a name of a British air surface-to-air missile. Clearly, the Seahawks are promoting warfare and devastation. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yet another team that uses a group of violent seafaring men to represent their team oppressing women. Tennessee Titans. A Titan is someone who is influential or godlike. So are the Titans saying they are better than everyone else? Thanks, Tennessee, for the giant step backward in equality. Washington Redskins, the team that started the scrutiny of team names. And we will let the tons of press on Washington's mascot speak for itself. Folks, I'm sorry. 
Most of that, if not all of that, in fact, all of that was tongue in cheek. And that is how stupid and ridiculous you sound. To me, I actually now say, when I think of the Washington Redskins, the Washington Red, oh, Washington football team who changed their name from the Redskins for dumb reasons about Native Americans. When I used to listen and watch the Washington Redskins, I would simply just say the Washington Redskins, that team that sucks balls. Now you have applied all of that connotation to it. And I think more about Native Americans and how ridiculous it is that we somehow blame the naming of silly sports teams to reflect their oppression and their systematic annihilation from this earth. How about we focus on creating better environments? How about we focus on school systems? How about we put money? How about we allow them to be tax-free completely? How about we allow them to invest in their businesses in a different way? How about we expand and take out the constrictions of the reservations and welcome them into our communities and do whatever we can to help them sustain their culture and teach it? How about we stop putting pipelines through their native lands? Maybe we could go around just this once and stop trying to save a nickel. Or if we do go, that we owe them a massive amount of cash infusion to help those reservations be more successful versus giving them a nickel per acre. Folks, there is a lot of things that we can do, but what we should not do is change the name of a stupid football team because it is an effort and futility and is it as arbitrary as peeing on a car battery. The intended result that you have ultimately will do nothing, but it will be surprising if you continue to strike through history and you continue to whitewash history. It's already done that enough. We don't talk about African-Americans and their ultimate infusion of intelligence and creativity and thought-provoking poetry and art and music in the society today. We don't talk about Jewish American influence. We don't talk about Native American influence. We don't talk about Asian American influence. We don't talk about the settlers anymore. We don't talk about 9-11. We don't talk about the Ku Klux Klan and how terrible they are. We don't teach about Christopher Columbus anymore. And no matter how stupid that is, we still should teach it so people understand who truly discovered America and why it's important. If we continue to put our version of history out there and simply cover the truth, all the things that you fear will ultimately come to fruition because we'll be destined to repeat it. Folks, from there, I'm going to go take it into one more thing. Veteran focus. Is there anything wrong with the veterans crisis line? Crisis. Crisis. Veterans crisis line needs to change their name. How dare you exploit people who have been through physical violence and abuse? And and, and, and look at that family. That family. There's some people who have three kids or one kid for that matter in this photograph. Why are you subjugating people with less children as less of families or people with more kids as Mexican or Catholic because they don't use condoms? How dare you, Veteran Crisis Hotline? Don't you see how stupid this is? Pat Tillman, folks, an Arizona Cardinal, Arizona State Sun Devil, was an amazing and is an amazing human being. 
Quick story on him. The day after, September 11th, as a professional football player for the Arizona Cardinals, Pat told a reporter, at times like this, you stop and think about just how good we have it, what kind of system we live in, and the freedoms we are allowed. A lot of my family has gone and fought in wars, and I really haven't done a damn thing. In the spring of 2002, Pat married his high school love, Marie, and upon his return from their honeymoon announced to the Cardinals, he had decided to place his NFL career on hold to enlist in the U.S. Army with his brother, Kevin. The decision shocked many and garnered national media attention despite his refusal to speak publicly about his choice. Pat and Kevin joined the U.S. Army, committing to a three-year term. They were assigned to the 2nd Battalion of the 75th Ranger Regiment in Fort Lewis, Washington. They served tours in Iraq during Operation Iraqi Freedom, OIF, in 2003, and during Operation Enduring Freedom, OEF, in 2004. On the evening of 2004, Pat's unit was ambushed, and it was traveled through the rugged canyon terrain of eastern Afghanistan. His heroic efforts to provide cover for fellow soldiers as they escaped from the canyon led to his untimely death. Now, there's been much controversy in his death. In fact, the government has reinvestigated it several times, and there are people who know the truth. And there is so much around that that we do not know. And I simply ask is that instead of focusing on how he died, we should focus on how he lived. His family has been through enough, and they continue to try to find the truth and how Pat ultimately died. He is a brave hero, and I salute him as I salute all veterans. And it's an amazing story. And may God rest his soul. Veteran Crisis Line, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. By the way, you can go to the pattillmanfoundation.org, take a look at their site. They have a, a fantastic 501c that needs your support, and I would love to see you guys go take a look and read more about it on there. It's a beautiful site. Veterans Crisis Line, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. There are 22 veterans that commit suicide a day, 24 to 25 during the holiday season. It climbs up. It is a tough time. Please make sure that you're reaching out to your veterans, checking on them. If you can't make that call, reach out to me and I will help make it with you. And if you need to, you can go to donunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, and it will take you directly to a counselor from the Veteran Crisis Line through Skype. You don't have to be a veteran to call that number. They will help everybody. Folks, that's it for my show. Please do me a favor, subscribe, like, share, all of those fantastic things. If you are on YouTube over there, there's a little red envelope. You can click it and subscribe. Facebook, please like, follow, and share as well. Folks, I will see you live tonight. Thank you so much for everything, and I will talk to you soon. Until then, be safe. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point <laughs>